You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Talk Recorded live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Big and Fruity podcast for people who like a glass of wine. Sit back, relax, pour out a glass of your favorite wine, and join our host, Mr. Dave A.C., for the next hour, while we enjoy some nice wine. Here he is now, a man who likes a good glass of red wine, your host, Mr. Dave A.C. Welcome, welcome everyone, a most hearty welcome. I feel like doing a Stephen Fry, if you watch uh, the show, uh, uh, quite interesting. And hopefully, hopefully the Big and Fruity podcast is at least quite interesting. I don't think I can claim it to be anything more than that, but... Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. But of course, I don't know, do I? Because this is a podcast. I have no idea when you're listening to this. You may be listening to this uh, in your lunch hour. You may be listening to this in your car driving somewhere. You may indeed be listening to this very shortly. I have uh, have recorded it and we record these every Tuesday. Uh, It's Dave A.C. here, the host of the to give it its full name, the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. I'm a fan and a fairly frequent uh, imbiber, ooh, that's a good big word, imbiber of red wines. Uh, I do talk about uh, white and sparkling on occasion, but there's no doubt about it. My preference, uh, probably 85% of what I drink, maybe even 90% is of red wine, which explains the rather... <laughs> rather tongue-in-cheek big and fruity for the title but when, again I'm going to digress as usual but um, let me just first of all say that this is uh, episode 77 the strap line for today's show is wine fragrances and flavours uh, I have to hand as always a wine to taste uh, during the call of the show of course of the show I will be uh, linking to a Twitpic picture so you can see what the bottle looks like and decide maybe after my comments whether it's something that you will seek out. Certainly if you're based in the UK, you may have an easier time getting this particular wine, although it is a worldwide distribution. I will tell you now, it's a wine from South Africa. And um, as I say, um, this uh, goes out on Torchshoe. It goes out on call, Torchshoe ID double one double two seven two where you can come on live and join me either on audio or just in the room to text chat uh, but of course the recording goes up uh, shortly after that now i do this at what is classed on Torchshoe as 5 p.m eastern standard time um where i am based here in the uk that is 10 p.m 
trying to make it not too late for people in the UK to possibly join me if they feel of interest to do so. Uh, but of course, I realise it can be quite early for people in America, but there are other English-speaking regions of the world, and there are also people in other countries that speak English probably better than I do, even if it's their second language. So, yes, it's the Big and Fruity podcast that tries to be at least quite interesting. Well, um, what we've got for today is the usual makeup of the program. I've got a wine to hand that I will be uh, having a little taste of and giving you my comments on and letting you know what it is via a picture. We have a topic, and that is the strapline already mentioned, wine fragrances and flavours. Again, such a complex uh, uh, issue and uh, thing that we will just obviously be touching upon this. I'm not going to give any sort of uh, dummies guide, our 101 guide to it, but hopefully uh, a couple of pointers. And we'll be doing that with the aid of uh, some links that I will share with you in the room. I will not be reading out great vast amounts from these links because I would like you to actually go and visit these sites. They've put the content up. They deserve you to take the time out and go and check their content. I will just give you a little brief taste of what these pages may offer you and whether you decide that they are worth a more uh, uh, involved visit by yourself. And then we will have a, a wine fact too. Every week we have a wine fact sometimes related uh, to the actual topic of the show. Indeed, it is this week. Sometimes it's related to one of the various health stories that seem to be forever breaking uh, in the various news uh, organs of the world. Well, I think that's enough of that preamble. Just to say that you can join me here by dialing in to the American number, which is 724-444-7444. I, uh, if you've got a voice over internet, zip, cli uh, uh, zip client, it's at 66.212.134.192. Oh, and by the way, that American phone number, if you've got credit on Skype, sometimes called Skype out, you can use that too. If you're not signed up to talk to you, you just put, uh, when you've entered the call ID, double one double two seven two, you can enter as a guest which is the number one followed by the pound key. I've had my friends here in the UK, and as I found out recently talking to a guy from South Africa, uh, in South Africa their English is very similar to ours, and they consider that to be the hash key. Yes, it's the hash key in the UK, but it says uh, um, press one and pound, so don't get confused there. Okay, well, the wine is poured, uh, and I am getting some nice aromas. It's a beautiful, dark, dark, it's it, it's almost pulpish. Yes, that's a bit of a topical remark, isn't it? Uh, sad news, of course, about the ill health of the current Pope and uh, the fairly shocking revelation that he is stepping down and they're having a new appointment, but this is almost purple in colour, dark red. And the wine? Well, I've already given you a little bit of clue, but let me give you its full title. It's from the Bernard series of wines. Um, and the actual... Um, ooh, let me just get the wine producer. It's um, Bellingham Wines, uh, but it's from their uh, slightly more prestigious 
prestigious The Bernard series, and it is called Basket Press Syrah 2010, 14% South Africa, but it goes beyond that, as it says, um, wine of the origin coastal region. Sorry, what, sorry, wine of origin, coastal region. In other words, it's from the older, more well-established wine region, uh, the Stellenbosch area and, and the, the coastal areas, which are renowned for some of the best wines from South Africa. I bought it from a supermarket in the UK called Sainsbury's, and um, it is um, a wine that cost me £11. Well, a penny short, ten ninety nine. Funny about mentioning that penny, but no, I won't digress. I was just going to say, I was reading that some countries are getting rid of their very smallest denomination coins because they almost cost as much to make as they are worth. Uh, there's been pushes for getting rid of the penny here in the UK because there is nothing you can buy for a penny, although charities do like them because people tend to put them into the charity buckets um, and they made, uh, I think they said last year, something like 46 million out of loose change like that. There we are, we're digressing again. Oh, I should also say of this wine, it does say at the top, limited release. Now, I'm going to take that with a little bit of pinch of salt. I think what that means is they're not making a million bottles of this, but they're still probably churning out uh, 20, 30, maybe 100,000 of them. <clears throat> this is not a small winery. This is a rather large conglomerate. But this is one of their more artisan wines. Um, and that clue is in the title, uh, Basket Press. And also another clue is, usually in South Africa, they say Shiraz. And this says quite clearly Syrah on the uh, uh, label. So we will talk more about that. So I think it's about time coming up to 10 minutes, that I quench somewhat my thirst. So it's got a beautiful dark red, deep purpley red edge, very inviting. And I'm just getting a little bit of floral on the nose. I can't quite tell whether it's violet, but there's definitely a little floral edge on the note. But there's a promise of dark fruit definitely there. And there's quite... a I don't know whether you can smell alcoholic heat, but you can you can tell you're in for a, a big fruity pounding with this one, which is just what I like. That's how I taste. Oh, mm. dark black currant. Oh, very very intense dark berry fruits. Oh, that is very, very nice indeed. There is chocolate coming through, our mocha. Some people would say, not really coffee though, it's, it is more dark chocolate. Definite, uh, a, a, a lovely spice and pepper edge and a lovely long finish. And I must admit, it's got a beautiful, in fact, I'm going to have another taste, it's got a beautiful full mouth feel. It's really, really, um, very, very nice. Let me have another taste. Now, it did say, when I was reading uh, on the bottle, uh, on one of the pages, 
it did say there's a slightly smoky edge to this, but I must admit I'm not getting that. I'm getting much more of this intense oh, licorice is coming through now. Licorice is coming through with that chocolate and um, spicy edge, peppery, slightly peppery. I think I think they say when it's slightly peppery, like it's like a white pepper, um, but absolutely beautiful. Um, now, this is slightly above the sort of price range I usually buy. I quite often buy wines that are £10 wines, but usually only when they are reduced. Um, so that um, an £11 wine for me is sort of pushing the boat out a little bit. We're talking getting on for an $18 bottle of wine, not particularly heady heights by any means, but to say this is midweek wine, a Tuesday, um, really this is the sort of wine that... Um, I would really like with a, a, a roast meal on a Sunday. It really is delicious. Well, we'll talk more about tastes and flavours when we get to the, uh, the the topic about fragrances and flavours a little bit later. But I just want to uh, mention the TwitPick link now, and then um, we'll talk a little bit about what some of the uh, places on the internet say about this particular wine. Now, as normal, the TwitPick link is all in small case, and it's a mixture of letters and numbers. So let me carefully read this out for you. I do put these things into the text chat. Uh, currently, there's just myself in the room. And by the way, this is a good point for me to mention that when there is just me in the room, I go for about 40 minutes on these calls. We do go up to an hour if we get some other voices on. 40 minutes is probably quite enough of me wittering on. And I will twit pick on now. It's twitpick.com forward slash C730DO. I'll say that one more time. Twitpick.com forward slash C730DO. And um, I won't refresh the page again because I've looked at it twice. Um, it's 26, so it's not about 23 or 4 other viewings since I posted it, well, barely an hour ago. Um, and you can see there it's got quite clearly on the, the top Bellingham limited release. A very, actually, a very sophisticated, I think, uh, label. It's fairly plain with just black, a black and red print on it. Uh, we've got um, a large white area surface. There's a sort of watermark around the actual text, but the Basket Press and Syrah and 2010 are in red text, and the other text is in black. And it says, to coat the unique Syrah juice from the grapes requires the gentlest treatment. To achieve this, the Basket Press, an age-old method of extraction, is used. This traditional and highly effective method uh, sorry, delicately draws the essence from the Syrah grapes, resulting in a beautiful wine. And that, of course, is why I think they've used the word Syrah rather than Shiraz, to show that it's been produced in a more crafted way. And um, indeed, when we get to one of the pages, one of the pages says that this is actually slightly more in the old world style of 
Syrah wine rather than the Brash Shiraz, but on the less, it has a great depth of flavour. Oh, and I shall diverge one more time just to let you know, and I'll mention this at the end. Next week's episode, episode 78, uh, we're doing New World v. Old World. So, in actual fact, this wine would have been ideal for next week in one sense because it is a New World wine but made with some of the uh, acknowledgement and craftsmanship and history of old world French wines. So there you go, an absolute <clears throat> blend. And to me, it's the best of both and absolutely worth this price. So I'm sure there's more other places than Sainsbury's you can buy it. But if you happen to be in the UK and Sainsbury's is your local supermarket, uh, uh, even if you only usually buy wines of... Uh, six to seven pounds just splash out the extra little bit of money for this save it for a a weekend meal and you will not be disappointed i don't think all right let's have a little look at what we can find about it well um let me go to um ooh, got so many pages here let, let let me clear pages that i've already mentioned Okay, let's go to, um, well, actually, Tesco's seem to also sell this, although I don't think I saw this here. I will put the link in the room, but it's a rather difficult one to read out. I should just say, if you go to um, uh, tesco.com forward slash wine, this is a UK site, of course, and, and where you go to the product forward slash wine forward slash products, go to the wine section and put in Bellingham, the Bernard Series Basket Press Syrah, 75 litres, and it gives it a five-star rating here. Um, theirs is actually the 2009 that they're mentioning there. Um, and it, um, it has, te their tasting notes say this, complex aromas of cracked black and white pepper spice, hints of rich chocolate and mocha, underlining ginger mulberry fruit well i don't really have in my sense uh in my vocabulary really what mulberry fruit tastes like because it's not one that i've had for years and years and years but it definitely is blackcurrant to me uh, with subtle floral suggestions exactly i got that uh, suggestions of violet and dried herbs yes it, it's not like drinking a pinot noir where you can quite distinctly on some get those floral it just is a it's hovering over the glass uh, and it is giving it a, a, another dimension mm. and um it says can be drunk now but will store for up to five years which again is a sign it's a little bit better than your standard daily plonk which usually says on the bottle you know drink in the next uh, 12 months and um, Melody Pearl, thank you, Melody Pearl. Only on the 17th of February, put a little review there. Uh, I, won I, I wonder that Tesco got this wine at all. Quite exceptional bargain at 10.99, believe me. So there's somebody who is um, pleased and a fan of this wine. Now. Um, Now, there's some more information there, but um, well, let me read it again. It's still Tesco's, 
but this is sort of con- added information, but I want you to go and check them out themselves. www.tesco.com forward slash wine uh, forward slash products and then look, as I say, for the uh, Bellingham series. And let me just read what it says here. And this, of course, because we're talking about fragrances and flavours as well, um, just listen to some of the descriptors that, that, that they they use here. Syrah, it's a dark-skinned red grape variety. It's talking about the grape. Um, one of the world's most diverse and successful grape varieties. Syrah wines can display a myriad of dark fruit flavours. It can be quite floral in its youth, developing more peppery and herbaceous notes as it ages. Some samples show tan leather and smoky scents, while the fruit in these wines tends towards very dark flavours of blackberry. Well, that's this is definitely veering towards those. And leather, and I actually... Maybe, maybe this really is quite young, and this will develop more. It really is uh, very pleasant. And um, it's just got a little bit of information here on this page as well about um, South Africa, Western Cape, coastal region, uh, uh, Stellenbosch. Let me just read a little bit of this again, want you to go. Um, it's the most important wine-producing region of South Africa, representing the financial and historical heart of South African wines. Although a large appellation, the most prominent wine-growing areas are concentrated around the Cape Peninsula and the Northern Cape, stretching <coughs> excuse me, across uh, two, 420 miles from north to south. And there's an awful lot more there, but I don't intend to read that out. And um, let me go... Now, we've got some... Uh, it's got some awards, this, so... Let me go to the International Wine and Spirit Competition uh, page. Put the link in the room. So this is www.iwsc.net. And again, if you put wine details, Bernard Series Basket Press Syrah 2010. And it is the 2010 here. And it's got a, a silver award. Um, let me see what it says. Judges tasting notes. Opaque, bright purple rim. Yes, this is definitely that purple edge to it, which made me think of uh, the Pope. Uh, I don't know why, but it did. Sweet ripe fruit with cherries, plum and mulberry. Mulberry again there. Faint, but definite smoky twist in the background, along with a light floral touch by way of violets. Now, I am getting the violets, but I'm not really getting this smokiness. Maybe I've only had it open about... Um, I actually opened it about an hour ago, poured it into the glass, well, 15 minutes before our start time. We've been talking 20 minutes now. Light tannins give a firm grip in long finish. Good to drink now, but will well reward a few more years in the bottle. So perhaps I should have bought more... Uh, than one, shouldn't I? I will certainly be buying this wine again. Um, so that's the information on that. Let me see if we want to mention anything more. Well, let me just... Um, uh, yes, there's a little bit about um, the Bellingham wines themselves here. Um, 
So let me put the link in the room again. And this is um, uh, wine.co.za. Um, so let's have a look what it says here. Uh, Bellingham, oh, and it also has a link to www.bellinghamwines.com. And that is a single word, Bellingham Wines. Um, we'll perhaps have a little look there in a moment. But let's just say what it says about the actual wine producer. Bellingham's history goes back to 1693, and the brand has for decades produced some of the South Africa's best-known and highly respected wines. The label has always been recognised for its innovative and pioneering approach. And it's got a number of them ones here. There's the Bellingham Shiraz with the Splashes Vonniger. I can never pronounce that word. 2007. They've got a Cabernet Sauvignon with a splash of Cabernet Franc. Um... They've got um, an Oak series of uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, they've got Old Vine Chenin Blanc as well. And, um, of course, uh, there's the, the, the one that I'm drinking now, the Basket Press Syrah. Now, I'm not going to actually go to the actual uh, Bellingham page because we spent quite a bit of time on this wine. But just let me re put it into the room and re reiterate. By the way, you do have to just... Confirm your age before you can open that page. Please confirm that you're of legal age in your country region. And that's www.bellinghamwines.com. But I think we will skip that at the moment. Let me see if we've got one more little bit. Um, cause I, I don't want to spend too long on that. Oh, yes. Um, there's a little bit here from them. Um, let me see if I can pronounce this name. This is from a blog, a WordPress blog. I'll put the link in again. When I go to anybody's WordPress or any blog, I'm very careful dealing with their content. But they've got two things about Bellingham here. Uh, it's um, I'm going to spell this word because I've got no idea how to pronounce it. It's um, R A Z J. N E V dot WordPress dot com, and the first page I'm looking at is um, well, I don't think I can read that, but it's got. Um, he's talking here about he picked up half a dozen wines from the uh, Frankenstock-based wineries from Sainsbury's to get, and I'm going to spell this word out again because I cannot pronounce it. Obviously, a German-based word. F-R-A-N-S-C-H-H-O-E-K. And he mentions alongside um, a couple of things like uh, Leopard's Leap, Pinaget, Shiraz 2009, and uh, uh, the, uh, well, I won't name, go to his page, but he mentions the Bellingham Bernard series basket press Shiraz. Um, and um, and not a lot of deal other than the list there, but he does have another page saying Bellingham, a love story. And this is the bit I'm going to read because I want you to go to his page. Um, um, if you see Bellingham wines at a price you can afford, buy them. It's as simple as that, like that. 
and he's got one little bit when he went to the having this paired the wine I'm drinking tonight paired with food uh, um, uh, we cranked out the basket press syrup 2010 with some excellent cheese uh, St. Orga uh, Cambazola is that and Shropshire Blue perhaps not the classic accompaniment to blue cheese but they actually went very well now this is interesting this is more of a French style syrup hence the name I presume in other words he means called a syrup rather than a Shiraz rather than a New World Shiraz lovely in short Bellingham equals recommended so well done to that blog by R-A-Z-J-N-E-V wish you could pronounce that word but we'll go with that okay well uh, because we spent so much time on that I'm going to skip the next page I'm simply going to refer to it and put it in text and that is if you want to know a little bit more about um, the Stellenbosch region of South Africa simplest place to go to is wiki wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash Stellenbosch and just in case you're not sure of the spelling it's S-T-E-L-L-E-N-B-O-S-C-H and it shows a a little map of the regions that I mentioned earlier and um, there's there's lots of information there about it. I just want to mention one more thing about this, and we've gone almost 30 minutes now, and I think I need another sip of wine. You can tell I love the wine, because I'm, t- I'm spending more time on it. But um, what I want to do now is um, just mention that uh, it does say that um, you know this has been crafted using basket press the name is even used in this uh, wine itself so i want you to check later to listen to the podcast another wiki page wikipedia.org forward slash wiki forward slash pressing underscore and then wine in brackets and um this has a mention of the different main methods of pressing grapes uh, the batch presses, um, uh, moving head press, bladder press, membrane press, continuous processes, impulse press, belt press. Um, but it also has uh, a little bit on basket press. And since this is just one paragraph of this whole wiki page, let me read that to you. So it might even give you some idea of, of perhaps the extra care they've taken with this wine okay here we go basket press one of the early styles of mechanical press these can range from simple wooden basket with vertical slats with a capstan providing pressure to a large up to large hydraulic presses that can even be enclosed to prevent exposure to oxygen an advantage of this style of press is the usual gentle means that presses the grapes but its disadvantages include that the labour-intensiveness of its use, the small volumes, and the tendency to provide uneven pressure to all parts of the cake. Well, it's 
collapse down it's called the cake uh, as well as usually exposing uh, the musk to significant amounts of oxygen another disadvantage from a time perspective but an advantage in other regards such as gentleness is that by the nature pressing with a basket press is very slow applying too much pressure too rapidly can break the press and that's what they hint about on this label so um, and not i'm not going to talk about it today but one of the things that we, we i think we've mentioned but we ought to go back to again is um the changing amount um and style in which um, the grapes are pressed in terms of and what i mean by this is what is actually put into the press because apparently some of the winemakers now are leaving more of the stalk especially the green stalk actually on in other words um, the grapes rather than being clipped back and cutting down as much of the woodiness part as possible the the, the winemaker is making a good judgment call on how much of that uh, green woodiness to leave on uh, to help impart a little bit more structure and a, not a bitter edge but a slightly um um I was to say quinine edge, but I don't mean that. But you know what I mean? A slightly sort of um, uh, tart and um, woody edge to the grape. But that is for another time again. So let me have a look. Oh, yes. Uh, in fact, I will mention one more page. Again, because of time, I'm not really going to go into it. Um, sorry about the... Uh, getting involved in this but um this is how i fly by the seat of my pants this is uh, the last wikipedia page on this um which in actual fact oh, no it's not it's um i tell a fib it's actually from the wine dot com so that's the wrong link i put in it's wine dot com i think i've overwritten that um with a link there let me see if I can just get that link back. No, I won't spend time doing that. I've read it out. And that is this. If you go to wineanorect.com and put in extraction, making red wines. And again, I don't want to read all that, but um, he talks a little bit there and you see some great pictures showing the way in which the, the, the wines are pressed and uh, how, how they... Uh, use it and um it quite a way down the page right towards the bottom in fact it has a lovely picture of a traditional basket press uh, the type favorite of her red wines um so um that is a great little page to check let me just see if i can read one sentence from it this is the point where the pressing occurs after the wine has been run off from the skins, the winemaker is left with a pulp that is a mix of juice, skins and pips. This gets put into a press which squeezes the remaining juice from the skins. This is how it is done. The force that is used and the type of press determines the quality of the wine that is thus extracted, known as the pressings. These may be finished off separately from the rest of the wine are blended back into it. Press too hard and you end up extracting bitter compounds from the skins and seeds that can have an adverse effect on the quality. And that's why they are preferred because of the slow nature and uh, the winemaker can 
you know, oversee the thing. But of course, therefore, it is also a more labour-intensive task. Well, David, we've done 35 minutes. You've talked mainly non-stop. You've talked mainly, hopefully, quite interesting uh, information. Let's um, get on to uh, what may be, again, um, although it's classed as our main topic, uh, a shortened part, which is about wine, fragrances and flavours. And this is something that we will come back to time and time again. And the reason for me actually choosing this was a great little page that I found from the Wine Cellar Insider. And um, let me just put this link in the room so I can read it out. Um, you've perhaps listened to some of the earlier Big and Fruity Wine podcasts that I've done, and I mentioned um, um, one of the wine tasting events that I went to here in Manchester, UK, by Wine Unearthed. And part and parcel of the, the leaflets and information they gave me was uh, was a nice chart about what sort of aromas and flavours to to look out for when tasting uh, different grapes. And um, uh, uh, a few weeks ago, I came across another great little page uh, that you might be able to print out, I don't know, but it is from the Wine Cellar Insider. So let me read out the URL. www and the next is all one word, the wine cellar insider dot com forward slash wine dash topics forward slash this is all with dashes between the words wine educational questions forward slash Davis Aroma Wheel with dashes between each of those. And what it is, it's a wine aroma wheel from UC Davis. And um Really, it. Um, in fact, let me uh, let me do a like. I think. Let me just see if that's uh, gone to my page. I've just ticked a like, and let's see if that has gone to my Facebook page. I've liked it. Hopefully it should go because I was signed in. Not seeing it at the moment. I think I clicked on the right button. Let me do it for my Google Plus. Ah, now that's come up. I'm wondering if that's coming up behind the page. Sorry about this slight uh, delay. But, you know, I want to just... Uh, Give these no, it doesn't seem to become I might try it later after the uh, doing the video anyway, um this wine aroma wheel is really great because uh, let me for instance, just go back to the wine on earth. This does it by great varieties, so it will say something like um uh, tempranillo uh, you're looking for black cherry, strawberry uh, cedar uh, uh, sorry coconut oak, blimey, I didn't know that coconut oak. Um, nutty, spicy, uh, vanilla oak, leather and plum, uh, Grenache, uh, blackberry, raspberry, jammy, spicy, earthy. Um, let's pick a, a, a white wine, uh, Chenin Blanc, 
You're looking for apple, floral, herbaceous, grassy, honey with age, and lanolin. That's almost, um, you know, um, something that's put in washing powder, isn't it, lanolin? Let's read one more. Um, Pinot Grigio, perfumed, pear, uh, roses, apple, violets, and pineapple. But um, what this uh, aroma wheel does, it gives you some sense of, of, of links and things. For instance, this wine I'm drinking today, the, uh, the Bird Series Basket Press Syrah, um, that's definitely, if you go and look at the, um, the, the aroma wheel, it's definitely in the bottom purple section. And close to that is also the spicy and floral. So it embraces three, one quarter of the actual uh, floral reel. So we've got fruity, which includes um, dried fruit, tropical fruit, tree fruit, berry fruit, citrus. And of course, this is towards the berry fruit. So you go out from the inner circle saying fruity to the next circle out, which has those different ones. We go to the berry and then we go out from the berry circle and that divides that up again into black currant, strawberry, raspberry, blackberry and so on. And then, for instance, on the floral, the floral goes out to orange blossom floral, our rose, our violet, our geranium. And then the spicy one that's in between those goes spicy to cloves, black pepper, uh, licorice and aniseed. Um, so it really is a smashing little thing. Nutty, the nutty goes out towards walnut, hazelnut, almond. Uh, earthy goes to earthy or mouldy. Uh, earthy goes to dusty and mushroom. Mouldy goes to mouldy, cork mouldy. And I won't read any more. I want you to go to that page. But let me just read what it says under that. And then we'll just take a point about what it says about mouldy there because that's not one of the things you want to get. Let me just read what it says below. The Davis Wine Aroma Wheel is the perfect way for wine lovers to get a look at the numerous fragrances and flavours found in most wines. Each of these unique fragrances found in wine are due to the grapes being used in the production of wine, coupled with the soils and the terroir are the soil the grapes were planted in and the choices made by the winemaker. The graphs and information found on the Wine Aroma Wheel will help you identify what you're tasting and smelling. And I won't read any more. I want you to go there. It just says at the bottom there, to read more about the most important grapes, including all the noble grape varieties used to produce red wine and white wines most often, uh, read the Wine Cellar Insider, and please see the wine, uh, the Guide to Wine Grapes. And then it's got uh, some more information that goes out at the bottom and really is a fabulous little uh, nugget of information there. Uh, so do check that out. The Wine Cellar Insider, www.thewinecellarinsider.com. And if, like me, you think it's interesting, uh, click on the, um, the like button, the Facebook like button, click on the Google Plus like button um, I may even retweet it let's do that and we'll retweet that the big and fruity has just retweeted that so um, and I'm following Jeff Leave 
the Wine Insider. They, uh, they've got a Twitter account, and that's at Jeff Leave. And I'll spell that out at J-E-F-F-L-E-V-E. And I'm uh, big and fruitier now following him on Twitter. Because, uh, frankly, that deserves uh, as wide a recognition as it can get. I'm not saying that the Big and Fruity will give it a, a much of a, an increased exposure, but um, yes, there it is, uh, linked and done. Uh, Dave Cooper on the Big and Fruity Wine Aroma Wheel from UC Davies, the wine cellar dot com, uh, with Jeff Leave uh, posted. So that is great. Okay, what's the time? It's 44 minutes, David. Well, I think. I think we ought to just... Uh, oh, no, I said I'd mention one more thing. Maybe she would say that. Should we say that to next week? I think we will. We will hold you to a ransom. I will just tell you a little bit now. It's called Six Aromas You Don't Want to Smell in Your Wine. And we'll do that next week. There you go. Right, that's today's show ended. Episode 77 of the Big and Fruity Wine Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if this is the first one you've caught, please check on the... Uh, uh, well, you can subscribe on iTunes. Just put in the Big and Fruity uh, Podcast. Uh, there are lots of uh, wine uh, podcast directories where you'll find it. Uh, and, of course, you'll find it on the Torture page, call ID double one double two seven two. And with that, I am going to... Uh, make this wine last two nights because it is lovely and delicious. That's the Bernard Series Basket Press Syrah 2010. Here in the UK, just a fraction under £11. Uh, if you find it, see it, and you're a lover of good uh, depth of flavour red wines with spice, oak, chocolate, licorice, and a beautiful uh, long finish, then this is a wine for you. So with that, let me find my PodSafe jazz outro music and say thank you ever so much for listening. This is Dave AC saying uh, I'll be back next week, and that will be on the, the Tuesday, the 5th of March. Bye for now. Oh, where is it? There it is. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.